Hello, your Futa Liberated Voices, uh, with your host, myself, Hussein Abudar Ali Diakidis. And myself, Intia Fatima Merchant. We're here today with our amazing guest, Emily Ali um, from Acorn the Union. She is a field organiser in London. Welcome. Thank you, Batman Hussein. It's lovely to be here with you guys. So, Emily, tell us a little bit and the viewers a little bit about what ACORN the Union is. Yeah, of course. So, ACORN is a community union. It's a democratic, member-led, independent community union made of ordinary working people from all walks of life, um, from poor and um, low-income backgrounds. Um, and we come together and use direct action, direct action to take back what's ours and fight for better deals in our communities at a local and national level. Um, so, obviously, one of the biggest issues that people face in this country is housing. So a lot of what we do is around housing. From eviction resistances, we won an eviction resistance in Southwark just this week by getting the whole community out, um, yeah, putting on the pressure and keeping people safe in their homes um, to getting disrepairs of like broken boilers um, and things like that, um, to even landlord harassment. Um, but we also do other things too, like uh, um, just in London, we've got lights in one of the most dangerous parks um, by coming together as a community, mums, nans, grandmas, women, loads of women who felt unsafe walking through the park at night, loads of men as well. Um, and yeah, we marched on the council, made some noise and got light in the park. Um, and then nationally, we've just won the renters reform bill, which they're sort of um, taking time to put implement, but that will mean huge changes, positive changes for renters. Um, and we're also part of the Enough is Enough campaign, which is standing shoulder to shoulder with major trade unions, um, calling and fighting for um, attacks on the rich, decent homes for all, um, an end to food poverty, um, slash gas and electric um, prices. Um, and yeah, so basically not having, or no working people not having to pay for the cost of living scandal, which we didn't cause. So yeah, that's the kind of things that we do. I think that's all brilliant work and you can just tell from your voice you're so enthusiastic about it and you know it's all these things that are so important um, for us as a community to come together and make some noise about so Emily tell us a little bit about yourself if you don't mind how did you get into the whole volunteering scene? Um, so I'm one of the organisers with ACORN and like, I was just really impressed with like um, everything that ACORN was doing so they brought the buses under public control in Manchester um, from like um getting landlord licensing, so all landlords have to be licensed in major cities across the UK, and getting banks as well to stop discriminating against people and benefits. But it was like the way they did it, sort of like engaging everyone in the community. So it wasn't just the usual sort of like activist types, but just ordinary working people and people on benefits or people um, in and out of work or self-employed or like part-time employed who weren't earning much, um, who'd never been involved in anything before like starting to realize their power as like when they came to come together and that strength and unity and strength in numbers. Um, I just found it really beautiful um, and seeing that change in people and seeing the way the communities change as well. So you, you mentioned um, the, the campaign to get the lights in the park. Uh, I assume that was the one in Markfield Park. I remember doing something. Oh, no. no it, it was, um, it's Downhills Park. Oh, Downhills Park. Oh, okay. Um, I just wondered how, how would that campaign have gone about? Like, how do you decide what's the process 
Um, and then how, what's the sort of action that you take um, afterwards? Yeah, so like, um, we're, because we're democratic, every member gets a vote and every member gets a say. Um, and we're organising local groups up and down the country, um, as well as citywide groups. Um, so the local group in Tottenham, like, um, all came together. There was like a choice of the two, three, like choice of three of the top biggest issues. Um, obviously, it was middle of winter, and it was quite an easy, easily winnable campaign. Um, and it was a really pressing one because the park is massive, and everyone has to either go all the way around it in the middle of winter, or cut through it, which is terrifying. So that's the one that everyone voted on and got the majority of the votes, and that's the one we took action on. So when we look at um, taking action, um, we look at campaigns that are um, easily winnable. So like, like we can't just solve the housing crisis immediately. How can we break it down? Um, so we choose things that are easily winnable, um, that we're in a, a time frame, and with the amount of power um, behind us that we do have, like amount of leverage. So that's usually strength in numbers. How many members do we have locally? Um, do we have the press on board? Is this issue widely felt? Things like that. So yeah. That's amazing. It sounds like you guys do have quite a lot of support. So, for example, for this, um, was this park in Tottenham? Yeah, that was the park in Tottenham, yeah. So how many people had to come out for there to be um, any action taken by the authorities? Um, well, there's, I can't remember how many turned out on the day, but there was a big group of us, including parents and children there. Because obviously that is something that affects, like, parents as well because the park opens out like the, the school opens out into the park so the teachers themselves are really concerned letting the children out at like 3 p.m in like middle yeah. winter is not exactly like um something teachers want either so like those are parents our members who are parents were on board um but yeah like because we're a community union we find ways to engage everyone so some of our members who might be on disability benefits and not able to leave the house or have health issues um members with mental health um concerns um, they were at the same time doing a petition and getting that drummed up. And then we like printed out the petition and like dumped it on the councillor's desk. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So we find ways that, so even if those, even if people in the community can't physically be there, one of the things I love about Acorn is that like you can still play a part, even if you like you can't be there physically to take action all the time. Yeah, that's amazing. I think it's so nice that like, I think you played not just to the community strengths, but every individual strength. Mm -hmm. I think that's just so respectable. Hussein, did you have something to say? Yeah, I was just wondering, you were saying you were part of the Enough is Enough campaign. Um, there's some big um, high-profile people involved, I've heard, in uh, the campaign. I've seen quite a, a lot. I haven't been able to go to any of their meetings myself. Uh, can you just let us know how that was um, brought about and how ACORN got involved? Sure. So, like, enough is enough was is a campaign um, based on the massive strike action that was seen up and down the country. So, the striking workers, striking postal workers in the communication workers union, the CWU, the striking railway workers in the RMT, um, and um, obviously other striking workers like the in the CWU, like the BT Tower workers, um, and yeah, like there's been pickets up and down the country. Um, Acorn went out and those of our members have been going visiting the uh, pickets, just giving support, showing solidarity, um, things like that. Um, and because obviously Acorn, we're like different from a trade union, so like anyone could be a member of Acorn um, from the community. Um, yeah, like 
we were sort of invited to be part of Enough is Enough because um, we're also trying to fight back against the cost of living crisis, but on a lot, much more sort of like minute level, with, like with actually mm. within the home. Yeah, of course. And uh, how was how did Acorn first come about? What was the the process in um, creating it? So um, Acorn how did it come to London, basically. Yeah, sure. So Acorn UK was um, set up in 2014, just by a couple of lads going around some council estates in Bristol, because in this country we've got a history of trade union organising, which is very strong. But our community organising, though we do have like examples like the um, Bengali um, Housing Action Group and obviously Boardwater Farm Housing Action Group and community groups, we don't really have like a, a tradition of community organising um, in the sense that America or the Middle East does. So, yeah, they probably went around a couple of um, council states and um, took the ACORN model from ACORN in the 1970s in America. And it's just like exploded from there, like one major wins up and down the country. We've now got thousands upon thousands of members um, and we're growing every day. But um, ACORN in the US started in 1970 in the deep south of Little Rock, Arkansas. And it was um, black and white um, grandmas and mums coming together Mm -hmm. um, and demanding like, yeah, using direct action to demand stuff from the state. So I think one of the first campaigns was to get winter coats. Oh. Yeah, like in America, mm. they don't really have like the benefits system that, well, yeah. they do, but it's not as strong. So mm. yeah, that was the very first like um, beginnings of ACORN and it grew in America like to massive levels, like hundreds of thousands of members um, wow. of poor um, and low income members across the country. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're international, so we've got Acorn Ecuador, Peru, Paris. Um, in fact, Acorn Paris has just um, had just won a huge campaign in a, one of the um, Acorn France has just won a huge campaign in one of like the districts of Paris um, to repeal the Burkini ban. So they did a direct action with loads of um, women in Burkinis from whatever religion coming together and taking a dip, and then like they can. Oh, so, that is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> So again, using direct action, but like in a sort of um, non-arrestable way to win for our communities. Um, but and yeah, Acorn Ecuador is stopping land grabs, um, and Acorn yeah. Cameroon. I think there's just one um, proper PPE for farm workers because they were just sending people into the fields with no protective wear, and they were obviously getting uh, injured. So yeah. Are you all in um, good contact with each other? Is there like a sort of world conference where you get together or? Or is it um, just set up very independently and and just taking the name, if that makes sense? That- yeah, in fact, actually, we've got Acorn International Conference in a couple of weeks. Um, ah. it's been a, obviously, there was a couple of years where we couldn't do it because of COVID, but it's going to be in the UK this time in uh, the north, which is really exciting. So it'll be ah. lovely for all Acorn members to come from around the world. Brilliant. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. So how do you join Acorn? How would, for example, I join Acorn? Um, so you might get a knock on your doorstep by an Acorn organiser. You might get a call from an Acorn organiser. We really try to be proactive in how we um, reach out to the local communities. Mm. Like we don't wait for people to come to us. We actually go to the people, knocking on doorsteps, um, calling people. You can also just join on our website. So, yeah, www.acornunion.org.uk forward slash join. <laughs> so I'll join up link. And then your local... <laughs> yeah, your local um, whoever the local um, membership officer is will give you a ring once you're joined, and yeah, 
Fabulous. Amazing. So um, what would you say is your favorite success story? Um, I've got quite a few. Um, do you mean me as an organizer personally or for like the wider organization? What about for, for you personally? Um, so most recently in London, we had a member called Jasmine um, who had was a victim of um, domestic violence and um, police have been called to the landlord's property um, following an incident with her partner. Um, she then signed a new contract with her partner and other people, um, uh, like for a different, completely different property. She then emailed the estate agent saying she wanted out of the, she was going to plan to escape out of the relationship for safety and um, she wanted out of the contract basically. She wanted to terminate the surrender of the tenancy agreement as it's called. And they refused. And not only did they refuse, they also sent an email to everyone who was going to be on the, everyone who just signed the tenancy kind of putting pressure on them to pay up immediately. So that obviously alerted her partner that something was going on. So she then had to like really like very quickly move all that the stuff that she could take with her out of the place. Um, but yeah, like she contacted Acorn and um, she, me and her worked on like an all woman member defense team together to take action against the estate agent and demand that she be surrendered from the tenancy. Um, both her, um, other people in the tenancy were in support of her and joined as members um, and the letting agent were sending quite aggressive emails and um, being quite aggressive to us. Um, they were being aggressive to other women. Um, but eventually, like, yeah, they caved in after us. Like, they, they got wind that we were going to, like, all as women across London take mm. action on them. And she would, they'd let her go from the tenancy with no additional payments. And they even sent her like quite a long apology, like I mean, email. as they should at that point. Gosh, yeah, I think because um, um, like we have our comms opening, I reckon they must have seen it and just thought, wow, this does make us look bad. <laughs> but um, I, I like that one. Well, I don't like it. Obviously, it was awful and it was quite painful during that during it because obviously you care about your members. Um, but I think it just highlights how housing is like health. Basically, it can be. A matter of life and death to loads of people not just in that experience not just in like in terms of domestic violence but like general health um and also how housing is also a women's issue mm. which is why we also cause i'm um, calling for like um more open-ended tenancy so people can leave the tenancy if if at any point they don't feel safe in the house yeah i mean that should already be in place when you think about it and the fact that it like yeah find those things is it's just yeah it's pretty shocking isn't it yeah but obviously what you're doing is uh is really good stuff and it's the stuff that obviously you could say the the powers that be will not be happy about um they don't want to see people getting together people organizing you know everyone yeah. alone is weak but together we're strong and um i just wonder what backlash have you seen what, what sort of problems have they they've tried to give you or um yeah basically what what how have they fought back um well we were always getting like you know threats of like um legal action from say agents and stuff but the and landlords um but that is the reason why we are member funded because we can only rely on ourselves um if we start relying on like yeah the states and funders will find like 
the rug pulled out almost very quickly. So that's mm -hmm. why every member just gives them what um, they can. Um, this also gives us protection um, generally united together. Um, like, you know, the, the usual backlash, like you might have a council bad mouthing us and stuff or mm. stuff like that. But I mean, we're all, we're stronger together, right? So like whatever they yeah. throw at us, like we're pretty solid and we can take it. Absolutely. I mean, what's the worst they can do anyway, right? You're within the law and you're together and you're self-funded. I mean, you've got everything, you, you, you're doing everything right, you know? Yeah, and we're fighting for better conditions, but it's not like, um, yeah, we're like out here causing crime <laughs> or anything. We're just ordinary working people just like trying to win back in our communities like for us um, because the system isn't built for us. Like the system is built for the super rich. That's the reality of it. Mm -hmm. And like the lower you, if you're from a poor low income background, that reality is very clear to you from mm -hmm. quite an early age. Um, and now that we've got the cost of living scandal, like everyone's feeling it and everyone's realizing how like unprotected we are unless we do get together unless we do fight back absolutely absolutely so um a question pops to mind it's, it's probably not the most optimistic question um but how do you guys handle these cases that potentially you don't win i mean it's inevitable right like obviously like um you aim to win every case um around housing or any action around like like a local group does a community action but sometimes it just it doesn't um, work out um that's just the nature of the beast so we kind of look at it and we reflect on it and what went wrong what went right how can we do better next time and that kind of strengthens us as an organization because we are constantly self-reflecting so like but what happened why didn't that um, campaign work why didn't that action work what could we do better um and that helps us avoid making the same mistakes in future mm. Mm. So just um, when I met you um, the first time, um, it was just Acon was quite new in London. Um, yeah. You were organising in Harringay, and um, now it seems like you're spreading quite a bit around London. Can you just tell us about where you, where Acon is active now and what are the plans of the for the future? What neighbourhoods we're trying to get into? Yeah, sure. So we've got pipeline groups, as we call them, across London. So we've got like members working to set up their own group, and we provide members lots of support up and down the country. Basically, if there's no local group, we provide lots of support to members trying to establish their own local group. Um, but so far, the groups that have launched are um, Harringay, Hackney, Lambeth, and Southwark. Um, we've got loads of pipeline groups like Brent, Islington, Waltham Forest, Croydon. Um, which will lovely be lovely to see them um, launch when they do. Um, yeah, we've got members all across London, basically. And if, like, part of the London Facebook page that we have and stuff, um, we try and engage all members across London as um, possible to come to, like, enough, enough rallies and things like that. So, yeah, if you're in an area that doesn't have a group, definitely <laughs> get in touch and we'll help you, like, set up your own one. Brilliant. That sounds great. Um, you mentioned um, the cost of living crisis and how difficult this winter will be for a lot of people. How, what kind of advice would you give those people that are struggling or are, you know, terrified of these, you know, gas bills going up and it's just insane. Everything is just yeah. seems so out of reach. It seems so difficult to tackle. What would you, what advice would you give? 
my first advice would be like you are not alone because it can feel extremely lonely with the bills mounting up like you know the especially if you've had to rely on like loans and these dodgy loan sharks and stuff and like you see everything going up and you're struggling and it can feel really isolating but you're not alone um you know there are other people also going through this there's loads of us going through this right now and our best chance of actually getting through it is by coming together and fighting and winning um we've mm. done it in the past we won against the poll tax we won like i mentioned like the Bank- bengali house um housing action group they won and got the whole of like um uh brick lane area like specifically for the community um mm. we've won you know throughout history basically using direct action using collective action like we can win and we can but in order to win, we need to do something. So like, yeah, by coming together in your local trade union or your in ACORN, um, by taking that step, by raising your voice, um, by refusing to be silent, by refusing to allow them to have power over you to be silent, um, mm. we, we can beat this cost of doing scandal. We didn't cause this um, scandal. This scandal was made. Mm. We're, yeah, we're the ones expecting to pay for it. So, and yeah. It seems like the... The time now is really people are very angry at the moment. So I think that, that's why the Enough is Enough campaign really uh, resonates with so many people because people just have had enough. So enough is enough. And it, it doesn't seem like, at least when you had um, Jeremy Corbyn in charge of the Labour Party, people saw there was a political way out. Now it's the only way they can see it is to grassroots straight to the, to the bottom of fighting from that um, angle. Um, I'm just interested because obviously you mentioned you were in Rojava, um, you were volunteering there and um, obviously they were doing a lot of community work and community organising themselves. Um, what, what similarities do you see with ACORN and um, Rojava? What, what have you learnt from there that you've managed being able to bring into ACORN? Yes, yeah, so I was in Rojava, so that's the autonomous um, region of northern Syria, um, which is like a um, democratic left-wing women's ecological revolution, had a democratic left-wing women's ecolog- e- ecological revolution in 2012 during the Arab Spring. Um, and I worked volunteering in the communes and in the, like, um, the women's um, communes and women's village. And it was just inspirational and seeing communities come together and take power like directly from the ground in their local neighborhoods. Um, seeing that change in people, so like, you know, people have never ever like been politically active or organized before, like mums, grandmas, like who were often left out of education in Northern Syria, um, take, could like properly take control of their local neighborhood um, mm-hmm. and find their own strength. And you see it in their face, you see it in their body, like they mm-hmm. come to realize themselves um, and really harmonise with each other. Like it becomes, makes the society a lot more beautiful um, because people arrive at a place where they do feel transformed and they do feel liberated. And you, you see similar things in ACORN. So like when a member first comes to us, they might not fully believe that we can win. And then you take them on a journey. So they get involved in their first campaign. They see us smash it. Um, they see like other members just like themselves, like just ordinary um, like poor and low-income people um, fighting and winning and like they start to trust and believe in themselves a lot more mm-hmm. and not just all the boot that's pressing down on all of us all the time um, but yeah so there's a lot of overlap with Java, which is why I like Acorn um, which is like yeah 
ordinary working people, especially the mums and the nans. I've mentioned mums mm. and nans a lot. They are like the most militant in Acorn and Rajava. Like when mm. a nan is angry, there's no stopping her. Like <laughs> she's there on the, like the eviction resistant picket lines and she's refusing to move. They are absolutely brilliant. So yeah. Amazing. I mean, I'm sure we'd all love to see that. I'm sure like, I think mm. to so many people, their nan is their inspiration, right? So, exactly. Yeah. My nan's mine. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> So we'd love to see it. Um, unfortunately, we are running out of time. So I think we'll move on to final comments. Um, Hossein, do you have any last questions for Emily? Um, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I did speak but, quite a lot, so sorry about that. No, no, I think it's amazing. I think it's just because you're such an excellent speaker and mm-hmm. the things you talk about, they are just so inspirational and it just fills you with this kind of take action attitude, right? So it's less about talking and now it's about acting. Yeah. I do just want to say to anyone listening, I know that taking action can seem scary. Like I know, especially if you've never done it before. I think ACORN and the way the trade unions are moving now, like it's a very inviting space, um, like a space for you to learn and how to take action, but also like what will you lead basically and give you that space to lead. Um, so yeah, making that first step can be hard, but like once you do it, like you never look back. So I definitely encourage anyone listening to this um, to start getting organised in the community, start winning, um, start building because we can do it. We can do it. Like yeah, as I said, we've done it before. We can do it again. The only thing that's stopping us is like letting them uh, believing that they believing there believing in their lies basically to us that we can't basically. So yeah. Exactly. I mean, if we listen to them saying that we can't do it, then we won't be able to do it. So absolutely. I think everyone that's listening, um, do get involved. Uh, What was that website again, Emily? (laughs) So um, I'll just say the uh, ACORN website. So it's um, www.acornthunion, all one word, .org.uk. Well, thank you very much, Emily. It's been um, a pleasure to have you. Um, It's really... um, give us a bit of hope for the future, you know, where, uh, at a time when people have been feeling a bit helpless. And I think this that's one of the most um, important things about ACORN, that it's, it's giving people that, that voice and that chance to to basically have have a little bit of power themselves exactly. in, a, in a world where people feel powerless. Um, um, I, I certainly will be getting more involved. And, uh, As will I, definitely. Yeah, thank you both for having me. It's always been it's always a pleasure to one of us speak to you both, and it's been a pleasure today. So thank you so much for your time, and really appreciate uh-huh. it. Thank you, Emily. Thank I mean, you. you're amazing, and mm. I think you're just an excellent representation of what Acorn is all about. So yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. I try to be. I feel like it's a spirit of like all our members channeling through me whenever I <laughs> do these talks. So yeah, mm. you. well, we'd love to have you back sometime. Um, you're always welcome on the podcast so uh in the future we'll uh, we'll have you back inshallah thank you thank you so much yeah so that's all from us today um thank you for listening um i hope that you'll um tune in next time for our next show and um look forward to that assalamu alaikum